Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And uh, we have a special guest. And uh, before we join our special guest, Mike Adams, I just wanted to say very, very quickly, folks, a couple of you have written to me and say, Dave, how do you decide on the products you advertise? Well, first of all, we have the fewest amount of commercials of any network show, including even being on uh, networks like Red State, Global Star, um, and, and they weren't complaining about volume, but I'm just saying that. But listen, we bring you products that we think you're going to need. Uh, I think they're going to use food as a weapon against this. I, I think the economy is in for a collapse. And so we turn down 90% of our advertising, and I go with what I think you all are going to need. And I'm not saying you should purchase everything that we ever bring here, but what I'm saying is I diligently try to do that for you. And I think most of you recognize that. But anyway, thanks for those questions on that. And by the way, Thank you for the ratings we're getting on our TV show. We're getting four and a half and five stars on major platforms. And that's because of you guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. But we are in dire times right now. And we can't toot our horns because we have some major battles ahead of us. And here to talk to us about it is Mike Adams from Natural News. But I just want to just say this off the top. You know by now, if you follow my work, that I received from an old friend... And we're on different sides of the political spectrum, and he doesn't really want it known. He's talking to me now. And we were basketball compadres years ago, and uh, he is a really good man, even though he's a Democrat. And he he was given a list of people that are going to be taken out uh, in the mainstream media prior to the economic collapse. And he knew some of my colleagues, because he says, I followed some of your work. And he said um, that Mike Adams... Steve Quayle and Paul Preston and he identified those three I'm sure there are more I've had calls from a lot of my colleagues yesterday and today and I just said I only got to see one page of probably four or five pages and I saw it through my phone and you know how bad that view would be it's unclear but he highlighted those names saying you and I know some of the people that you have associated with and he had those names I contacted each one of the people individually and I, and I said, hey, look, here's the deal, guys. Um, and I just said, I don't know how serious to take it. Well, Steve Quayle had helicopter visits over his house yesterday. They're filming. He thinks it's infrared filming to size up where his weapons are, what his defenses are, as a means or a prelude to attack. Uh, uh, he was in the shower. His wife was out back, freaked them both out. And I can't blame him. And today, Steve told me that he had confirmation of what I had told him about this list and the intentions. And here to start with that topic is Mike Adams. Mike, thanks so much for joining the show. And as the Chinese so appropriately say, may we live in interesting times. Indeed we are, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Uh, that that list is interesting. It's kind of, you know, really an acknowledgement that we are effective uh, truth-tellers and influencers who are holding up the truth for our republic as you know the establishment's trying to take everybody down but as long as we have even if it's even just 10 percent of the country or even five percent says no then guess what we still win in the end so that's why they are desperate to try to take out every single person that resists the tyranny yeah absolutely no question now unfortunately what i don't know and what my source didn't know is the mechanism by what they're going to do it but i think the so-called helicopter raid over Steve's property yesterday was a pretty good indicator. It's going to be forcible entrance probably at 3 a.m. Yeah, well, you know, it's 
they're not going to be able to cover that up. So if they do that, and and they hit, you know, certain Patriots and probably Alex Jones and so on are on the list, I would imagine. Then, you know, all bets are off at that point. It's just only going to contribute to the mass awakening of the American people, if you think about it. And what I'm seeing today in the media is that this backlash against Biden is really gaining traction like never before. And it's not just the backlash about vaccine mandates. Look at the stories breaking today, even from the Washington Post, that General Milley, he had he secretly told China that, that he would warn China before the U.S. Uh, launched nuclear missiles. I mean, this is blatant treason. The truth is coming out. The backlash is here. And the Maricopa County results are now uh, imminent, reportedly. I mean, Wendy Rogers told me that just a few days ago when I was interviewing her. She said, it's real, it's coming out, it's gonna be devastating. And you know a lot more about that than I do, so I'll let you speak to that. Well, just very quickly, I'll say this. Wendy Rogers is an absolute American hero. She not only uh, served her country bravely as a Lieutenant Colonel pilot, and now she's retired from that endeavor. She has taken the lead in integrity for forcing out the truth. Um, we have flies in the ointment, Mike, and um, I'm actually speaking on this in great detail in San Diego this weekend and here the Watchman Conference. And what I'm going to be telling people is this, where we had um, legislators here in Arizona where I live, they were calling this fraud, stolen election, um, uh, voter registration hacks were done so they could get fake names that people hadn't voted in years and putting them on the ballots. And I'll just give you one example. I talked to, during the early days of my investigation, three election officials agreed to talk to me, and they were in charge of what they were doing. So it doesn't take much to narrow down who they are, although I did say I would never use their names publicly. Yeah. Uh, they had a situation where they had duplicate ballots, all for Biden, and state law in Arizona requires the original attached is stapled on there permanently and not one of the duplicates had a permanently affixed original ballot. And as Liz Harris is going out and canvassing Maricopa County residents, she's saying, I don't care who you voted for, but how did you vote? And by the way, is this person, Jane Doe, is she living here at this address? Because she's on the voting. No, Jane is in Ohio. She hasn't been here for 10 years. And this led people like uh, State Senator Sonny Borelli, who was sounding like Dave Hodges, uh, to come out and say uh, this is how they got the people that lived at walk and don't walk on these uh, duplicate ballots. And now Sonny and Leo Bishuli, um, their representative and senator respectively in northern Arizona, said at a gathering by uh, held by Bridget Langston, an activist in Kingman who's a friend of mine, they said, oh, this is no longer, we don't consider this fraud. We're not looking at the criminal part. What, what the hell? And then the head of the... Uh, Arizona Audit, State Senator Karen Fan, who we're finding out has some <laughs> interesting uh, attributes to her tenure, uh, Karen Fan came out and said, uh, we're not looking to overturn the election, uh, we just want to make sure it doesn't happen next time. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you're spending $8 million of my money, and you're letting someone do the equivalent of break into my house, steal my jewels, get caught, get convicted, and get to keep the jewels and profit from their crime. And that's exactly what the head of the Arizona State Senate's doing. Now, Wendy defends Karen, but there's no defending that statement. Wendy is not going that way. Wendy Rogers has a petition on her website to decertify the election. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on here. Meanwhile, Liz Harris goes around door-to-door -door with her team 
and they have found uh, her part of the effort. They've determined 176,000 missing votes. Uh huh. Yeah, and you know I wouldn't have believed this until recently, but I, I spoke to a contact earlier today, who's a very high level, in a different state, not Arizona, but uh, well, I don't I don't want to give out too much. Very high level in GOP organization in a different state, and he has a direct line to Trump, and uh, he said. He said absolutely that Arizona is going to decertify, Georgia is next, and then Pennsylvania. And in the end, Trump fully believes that he will be reinstated and that, that Biden will be decertified. It's not clear what's going to happen in the meantime. Are we going to have you know, military civil war inside the Pentagon, mm-hmm. military martial law, a new election with paper ballots? Who knows how that happens, but it's clear that Trump absolutely expects to be reinstated. Yeah, uh, I am all for that, 110%. Um, but I have to tell you, I have my finger on the pulse of what's going on here politically, and I believe the fix is in. And the story I just told about how we have two people, and this is just an example of the many, two people have backed off the criminal position. Unless you say this is criminal, then you cannot overturn. Plus, our attorney general is not an ally. Um, here's the biggest voter fraud case that he has uh, prosecuted so far. A lady has a mom living in her house. They both had uh, ballots they filled out. The mom dies in October, which makes her vote ineligible to be cast, yet the daughter cast the mother's vote in hers, and now the mother is being prosecuted for voter fraud. Hello, Mark Burnovich, Attorney General of Arizona. Thank you for saving the republic by exposing one vote. And that's <laughs> what he's doing. And Liz Harris said this publicly at a Tea Party meeting I was at. And I asked her, I challenged her, I said, tell me where Brnovich was at. I already knew the question, but it was my way of kind of giving her the litmus test. And she said, he's prosecuting cases that don't result in much of anything. Yeah. Well, even, even I agree with you, they're going to try to cover it up. But whatever comes out, if it shows more than 10,000 votes uh, having been fraudulent or, you know, rigged, uh, the, the public protests, the backlash from the people are going to be uh, absolutely huge. And I think that's only fueled by the fact that Biden uh, completely collapsed the Afghanistan situation, you know, gave all the military hardware to the Taliban and has been pushing these illegal vaccine mandates while, you know, pushing more money printing and so on that's collapsing the dollar, causing food inflation. I think it all adds up. And now we're, we're about to enter a chapter of massive civil unrest yes. across America. I'm confused by one thing, Mike, because I call Biden O'Biden for obvious reasons. Right. But Mike Morrell, who was the former CIA director for Obama, went on Face the Nation two days ago and said, Biden has alienated our allies and empowered jihadi terrorists across the (laughs) planet. And I'm thinking, what? This is from Biden's guy? Or or Obama's man? That confuses me. I don't know if you've heard of this or not, but... I have. Uh, It's like the the Democrats are eating their own right now. Well, it's clear, you're correct, Obama's been running this. He's still the guy behind the scenes calling the shots. Mm -hmm. Biden has always been seen as expendable. So Biden carried out these massive uh, strategic moves to destroy America. And then, of course, Biden has a limited shelf life in the eyes of Obama. So Biden will be removed. But, you know, Obama's got other puppets ready to to take his place and frankly none of this ends until we defeat the deep state and remove these evils that have infested uh, our world i mean we've got to get into the spiritual realm here at some point 
Well, I would agree with that. And in fact, a lot of pastors I talk to, like Jamie Waldman, say exactly the same thing that you just said. But uh, you, you mentioned the 10,000 vote threshold uh, for Arizona to turn the election in Trump's favor. The aggregate total of the three election officials I talked to with a duplicate ballot with no original affixed, meaning those, those votes for Bi- uh, Biden are disallowed by law. It doesn't matter anything else. The fact is they don't have the original game over. It's 20,000 from these three. There could be 150,000, Mike. There really could be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was that much. I only have a partial sample. So when you look at that right there, the game's over right there. And then right. here's here's the other thing that happened too, and this is what triggered people inside the audit who weren't, in my opinion, loyal to the audit. They attacked me to my colleagues back in May. I ran an article on May the 12th, and I said, you cannot uh, blame the Maricopa County supervisors for not surrendering the um, uh, the um, election codes. I said, because they don't have them. And I already knew this from Chris Kitsy and other people. And uh, they, they, people were saying, Dave, what do you mean they don't have them? I said, they don't have them. I said, they couldn't produce them if they wanted to produce them. And then, how do you know? Because Dominion never surrendered them. And mm-hmm. there's other ancillary evidence I'm not going to go into because it's too detailed. But I'll, I'll say this. I really believe, and I'm not tooting my horn, but I think I forced a press conference three days later. This is why they all attacked me. And they had a press conference, and they said, well, we no longer have the code, said the county supervisors. We gave them to our George Soros $2 million fundee, uh, Paul Penzone, the Maricopa County Sheriff. And he was there at the press conference in uniform. And I'm thinking, what a load of crap. Uh, he's not part of the election process. He'd have no reason to have the codes. There's no such thing as safekeeping the codes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's and right. and I thought, even if it's true, even if this fiction is, it would have some modicum of truth, he's obligated by the court that had already ruled that all evidence must be surrendered. A court-ordered subpoena, and that means that sheriff's in violation of his constitutional oath if he had those codes and did not surrender them. Well, what I think is obvious to the American people is that they have the, these operators like the sheriff and so on. They have everything to hide because they have everything to lose once the truth comes out. So uh, nobody is surprised. And frankly, the American people have – they've expressed a lot of patience in this process waiting to see what happens here. They've even expressed a lot of patience with you know, vaccines and, and the pandemic and so on. People uh, largely agreed – Uh, to the lockdowns early on, but the patience of the people has run out, which is why it's so hilarious when Biden last Thursday said that his patience has run out with people, you know, not wanting to be vaccinated. Hey, hey, Biden, the patience of the American people has run out. So I I feel like America right now is a tinderbox, ready to be engulfed in uh, the the flames of of anger. And I'm not, you know, I'm not calling for any, violent or armed uprising by any means i've told people to keep it peaceful if you protest don't bring weapons you know keep it peaceful but i think the anger of the american people is going to explode very soon yeah and an explosion not literally but an explosion uh, metaphorically is is in in order um but the other thing that we're looking at too we know about the chinese troops on both borders that's been well documented yeah. Um, by Sarah Westall, Kevin Annette, you know, really good people. But one of the things, Mike, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but back on June 15th, Sam Arnold, who uh, is an American who had to seek asylum in Mexico City. I'm not kidding. He's being protected by the AMLO administration, and I've seen the paperwork. 
he approached me with a story that said, Dave, you know how the ships are off the coast of Ukraine and they're trying to antagonize Putin into an action? And I said, yeah. I said, Biden's trying to start a world war. He said, well, the Queen Elizabeth was part of it, but uh, she has now withdrawn. And they've sent the, the carrier task force for the Brits to the coast of India to protect 250,000 soldiers on the Chinese border. And I go, oh, you're kidding. And so we researched this and found it was true. The city of London banking system that the Queen controls they, they, the great reset people said, it's all going to be digital, sweetie. You, you know, we'll give you a role, but you're not going to have a very big role. And she said, to hell with that. So she flipped sides. And I had a conversation with the former head of Afghan forces uh, of Britain. Uh, and he told me he was going to come on my show. And then he canceled the appearance on the same day that uh, the prime minister came out on the floor and they voted to censor Joe Biden for his Afghan actions. But he told me, he said, your president doesn't need to be impeached. He needs to be court-martialed. And so the Brits started moving away. And then I found out that the uh, JFK carrier uh, was joining these forces, along with the, some of the Indian Navy, of course. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And the same day, the Japanese came out and said to, to China, you attack Taiwan, we are going to take out all your ports, three gorgeous dams, and more. I mean, they made hmm. very direct threats, some of them public, some of them private. And the South Koreans agreed to join them. So we have this tinderbox now, and now it's really accelerating. This is what I'm going to get your reaction to. We, serried the, we, we sailed the Vincent Strike Force carrier into the South China Sea reportedly two days ago. And the Chinese say, you're violating our territorial waters. They don't own the South China Sea. But they're now sailing a task force towards um, Alaska. Uh, what's your take on this? So there's this very dangerous game of chicken, you know, being played between China and the United States. And it's not just the, the naval ships that you mentioned. Don't forget that the Evergrande uh, Financial Institution of China has just gone belly up, massive bankruptcy, and it's going to cascade throughout China's financial system. And by the way, uh, I have it from a source that there are white hat elements inside you know, the United States that have been part of making sure that this financial house of cards falls in China before it falls in the United States. So what's happening, my overall picture is there's going to be an economic, or let's say a debt bomb collapse, both in China and in America at the same time that there's military conflict uh, in, you know, in the South China Sea with China threatening Taiwan and so on. But both of these things are gonna happen at the same time. And the question is, who can, who can last the longest in a cascading fiat currency collapse environment with, uh, with submarines that have nukes and aircraft carriers that have strike forces and you know cruise missiles and everything else? It's a very dangerous situation. And I know you know this, but I'll remind your audience that Taiwan, and I have very close ties to Taiwan, as you know, uh, Taiwan has uh, land-based missile systems fully capable of taking out the Three Gorges Dam. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. And that's that's a strategic maneuver that could be invoked. Yeah, we now have family in Taiwan, um, officially, from our California, oh, really? from our California relatives. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the day that uh, the 31st came and we pulled out of Afghanistan formally, um, the Chinese started propagandizing Taiwan, uh, with broadcast saying, well, if Biden did this to the Afghans, what will he do to you? 
and uh, that that started. And then they obviously flew the thirty bombers over Taiwan, right directly over the landmass, not not violating airspace, but over the landmass. Uh huh. And, and Taiwan showed great restraint, in not responding. But they also had the ability to take out the six major ports of China too. That's right. That's right. Yep. And that would, I mean, the economic collapse of China would, of course, only accelerate if they could not export. But at the same time, as you know, uh, the supply lines to the United States would absolutely collapse. And, you know, if people think it's hard to get car parts now or electronics now or computers, uh, wait till China's ports are non-functional. The whole world supply chain uh, will collapse at that time. Well, they're, down to two, they're down to two ports because they're in COVID lockdown. They've locked down four ports. And and uh, it's causing huge problems around the world. And so yeah. you, you're right. I mean, just trying to order basic stuff right now is problem. First, it was just trucks, you know, with the, with the computer chips. But now it's a whole lot more. Um, yeah. I, I want to go to another area of vulnerability. We've talked about military vulnerability. We've talked about election fraud. But what about food vulnerability? How do you see this in the U.S. playing out? Because I think Biden's trying to use food as a weapon down the road. What do you think? Well, this is an area where I have a lot of firsthand knowledge, you know, because we're in the business of food and, and we order large commercial quantities routinely. And uh, in the summer of this year, uh, June or July timeframe, a lot of our suppliers told us they had to change their terms of contracts. Whereas in previous years, we were able to get 12-month commitments, you know, to lock in a price, lock in a supply, uh, and it's good for 12 months. But from this summer, they said, we can't do that any longer. You're now going to have to pay up front for everything. We can't guarantee supplies beyond 90 days. And then we also found out that some of the contracts we had that were still in place because the year hadn't come up yet for those contracts, our suppliers defaulted on the contracts and they said we just don't have the food to ship you that we've contracted to ship you so you know we ended up getting uh, short supplies on a lot of things and again the terms of the contract contracts changed and then the lockdowns that are happening still in blue states are strongly affecting the food supply because they don't have the workers to do the food processing right. so you're absolutely right a food the food supply is being weaponized, the scarcity is being engineered, and it's going to get far worse. We can already see this if you go upstream in the commercial pipeline. The shortages are far worse than where they are at retail, but you already have grocery stores across America with partially empty shelves in certain areas of the store. But that's going to spread. It's going to get a lot worse across the entire store. About six weeks ago, my wife went into a uh, suburb of Phoenix store in Surprise, Arizona, in the Northwest Corridor, and there wasn't one carton of milk. And this was a very large department store. It was a Fry's department store. And um, <laughs> this is just amazing that that would happen. By the way, we got to step aside for our very first break, ladies and gentlemen. We're speaking with Mike Adams from Natural News, and, uh, and I know we're all over the map, but so is the enemy. They're all over the map, too, so we've got to move rapidly to try to cover as much as we can. But uh, just want to just say this to you, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe an engineered economic collapse is coming. I think Janet Yellen's public warning of September the 8th letter to Nancy Pelosi saying we're not going to be able to meet our debt obligations with what you're doing with the budget. I think she's right on the money. I don't know what Yellen's motivations are. I've never seen her as a patriot, but she came off sounding like a patriot. 
and what she's telling you is our system's unstable, our banks are unstable. So here's what I did. I did this a couple years ago. I was advertising for Noble Gold. I knew they were reputable. I knew the people in our audience were using them more happy and I just said, I better take a look at this. So I called them and man, are they good. The, I feel they have bulletproofed a lot of what I've done. They, they go the trends. I mean, precious metals alters a little bit in terms of where you put your emphasis and they back everything up with precious metals. And I'm confident that going into what's going to happen, I know that I'm going to take some hits, but I also know that I'm going to come out the other side a lot more whole than people that leave their money in the banks. And they are trained not to close the deal. <laughs> they make you close the deal. They'll give you all the information you ask for, no obligation, but you have to say, okay, it's now time to close the deal. I know, because I've been through it three times. I've been their customer three times. In fact, I'm going to do more uh, next week when I get back from San Diego. So uh, i got to tell you, folks, you better talk to them if you have assets to protect. I'm going to give you a number here to call, 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. They all know me. Use my name, but they'll give you a great treatment anyway. And then we also want to mention the importance of satellite phones. Um, Steve Quayle and I both, as you know, represent the satellite phone company. You've heard us talk about it here on this broadcast. And they did a great thing during Hurricane Ida. Um, the Tina, the owner, took satellite phones and distributed them as much as she could in Louisiana when cell phones weren't working. And I'm telling you folks, natural disasters, plan shutdown. If, if we go into rebellion, you know they're going to take away cell phones. They're going to take away the Internet. And that's why you want to have a sat phone because they're extremely hard to mess with because they're multi-satellite. And to mess with them, it's almost impossible. So I'll just say this. The bottom line is, if you have a sat phone, you're going to be able to communicate with other people. And not just sat phone owners. They can call regular phone lines. They have text messaging capability. And we're now coming out with something called Galileo, which is a critical messaging service. And I believe that either launches today or tomorrow. I'm still waiting the word on that. But uh, you can go into your headline feature on yourself on your satellite phone and look at the news. And you're going, kidding, no. So let me give you a number to call because I highly encourage you to do this. And I'll just leave you with this thought before I give you the number. If your family was in a city and your kids are in school, your spouse is in one location, you're in another, how would you rally? How would you bring people together if the communications are shut down? And by the way, uh, Biden forces could shut down any metropolitan area in 20 to 30 minutes. How would you do that? And John Moore, the ex-Green Beret, once told me his scariest moment in combat is not when he's being fired upon, it's when he lost communications. So keep that in mind here. 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830. We're talking to Mike Adams from Natural News, and we're all over the map. I mean, everything from election fraud to provocative incidences that could start World War III to uh, the food supply being endangered. Uh, the globalists are pulling out all the stops because America is waking up to the fact that Steve Quayle, Mike Adams, and yours truly may not be quite as crazy as we've been portrayed to be. And what we've been saying for years is now coming to fruition. As Steve Quayle likes to say, what's coming is no longer coming. It's already here. Mike, where do we go next? Well, let's talk about the so-called vaccine and the bio bioweapons warfare that's being committed against humanity. Is that is that cool? We can go uh, there? I, th I think that is one of the top two stories, yes. Okay. So, what I want to bring to your attention, and I didn't believe this at first, but since I've interviewed many top experts like Dr. Lee Merritt and so on, I've come to realize that the initial wave of attacks that 
that hit northern Italy and New York City, they weren't viral attacks. They were toxic nanoparticles. In other words, they synthesized the spike protein nanoparticles, and then they dropped them on these cities in order to simulate a pandemic so they could have the narrative. And the, the reason we know this is because the so-called virus did not spread to other cities as it should have. It was very much limited. The, the entire U.S. outbreak was really focused on New York City, and it ended in April of 2020. I mean, that's when it peaked, and then it waned from there. After that, everybody who was, quote, diagnosed with COVID was actually given a fraudulent PCR test that we now know can test positive for human gene sequences. And the purpose of this, obviously, was to drive humanity into vaccines with the vaccines containing the bioweapon. And in fact, I've asked in, in one of my articles today, how did the globalists convince billions of people to exterminate themselves without even knowing what they're doing? This is the answer, Dave. This is how they did it. Again, they developed nanoparticles. They dropped them on a couple of cities. They spread the panic. They drove people into vaccines. And then they put the bioweapons nanoparticles into the vaccines. And now those people are diagnosed as COVID and they're shedding the nanoparticles which are made, making other people sick. So it's a self-perpetuating pandemic, and it will never end until they kill everybody or people rise up peacefully and say, enough, enough of this nonsense. So that's the truth about what actually happened. Yeah, that's, that's a really good explanation here. Very concise and right to the point. What, what, the thing that got my attention, Mike, was in, uh, when this first hit, in April of that year, uh, the FDA came out and said, we're not going to require third-party validation for the PCR test. And I go, whoa, wait a minute. I'm right. someone that's taught research at the university level. And I'm telling you, if you don't have validation, you don't have a test. And then they came out, oh, what, six weeks ago now, five weeks ago, and said, oh, the PCR test is no longer valid. Mike, explain this to me. How can they diagnose COVID and the Delta variant without a valid test? Well, they can't. They're making it all up. And this is another area where I have a lot of firsthand knowledge because uh, you know, I own and run a, a laboratory, an ISO accredited laboratory, mass spec instruments. You know, We're always testing raw materials for toxic elements and so on, glyphosate, things like that. So uh, in 2020, we attempted to purchase, in fact, PCR equipment from Thermo Fisher. And I sat down with their sales team that came to visit us and they wanted us to buy their equipment for food uh, pathogen testing. And we were interested in, in, in that because, you know, we, have, we do a lot of food testing. So I asked them a very important question, which was, uh, how, how does this instrument give us the quantity of the pathogen? For example, how many micrograms of viruses per gram of food? Or, you know, maybe how, how many milligrams of bacteria per gram of food? And they said it doesn't. It's not capable of doing that. There's no quantitation data. It's only qualitative data. It's either a yes or no, and it'll flag a yes if it finds one match among trillions of sequences in your sample. And I said, well, what use is that? Because if there's one strand of one virus uh, in, in this food sample, how do I know whether it's, quote, contaminated or not? And they said, well, you, you have to decide whether a yes or no means anything to you. So they admitted to me right there 
that all the PCR testing to diagnose COVID is a fraud. And by the way, as you mentioned, the tests that was approved by the FDA never used a physical sample of COVID. They never had a physical sample, so they simulated it using a gene bank and they do what's called in silico simulations, which means it's a computer simulation. And so using computers, they decide that this is an appropriate test. And then the PCR instruments that are located in, in clinics around the country, they don't have physical specimens for calibration either. They download libraries from the CDC. Well, the libraries only use a very limited uh, base pairs gene sequence. And that sequence, if you plug it into the software that's used in virology, it's called BLAST. If you plug that sequence into BLAST, it comes back and says that it's found homo sapiens. So there's your answer. <laughs> they're, they're testing and flagging people positive for being human. Yeah, yes, is, um, you're confirming what I suspected and some of what I knew. And it's, it's just been a, an entire sham designed, uh, the, the whole test was designed to produce false positives off the chart. That's right. That's exactly what it is. And, and there's no test for Delta. Delta is a fiction. Delta is really vaccine injury renamed. Oh, interesting. That's what Tom Renz uh, of the uh, frontline doctor's attorney says. Exactly. Yep. That's what they, the frontline doctors believe this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Because I've talked to numerous people. You try to go to a hospital and say, hey, can you test me for Delta? They will say, no, we don't have a test for Delta. And then you ask them, well, how are you diagnosing people with Delta? And if they admit it, they'll say, well, the CNC has, the CDC has instructed us to just say everything's Delta because that's what's circulating. So it's like, I thought you people believed in science. What are you just making all this up? Well, you're exactly right. <laughs> making it up is exactly what's happening here. And it just, it's irritating because we're paying how much money to keep these people in business? And speaking of the CDC, I want to go back and visit a relatively old topic. It's not current as to today, but I think it speaks to where things could be going. And that's where the CDC said they could come in and extract people from their homes who were elderly and may have what we often label as a comorbid condition, like they have asthma or diabetes or they're obese, and then they move them to a quote green zone location for their protection but i was interviewing some people and they linked this into some related fema documents which says that when resources diminish and and demand exceeds medical treatment capabilities then palliative care will be applied which means they're going to kill these people yeah that's that's exactly right and i'm familiar with the document you're referring to the green zones document from the CDC, you'll note that in that document, they don't have any instructions for how anyone ever leaves one of the green zones. And there are a couple other things they mention in there. One, they claim that these so-called green zones, which will be, you know, CDC COVID death camps, let's be honest, uh, they say they will meet, quote, minimum humanitarian standards. And they talk about giving people bars of soap and requiring them to clean their own prison cells, for example. Secondly, they're running a, a Stanford prison experiment because they say they're going to designate some of the prisoners as guards over the yeah. other prisoners. I remember saw that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, can you imagine the hellish nightmare they're going to be unleashing, where they they go out and round everybody up? I mean, anybody they want to, because they can diagnose anybody with COVID. They throw you into these death camps, and then they appoint whoever is the most obedient 
to be the guards. And they even say, no movement in or out of the green zones. There shall be no one moving in or out, period. That's in the document. And so this is a, this is a, a hell. And if you allow them to test you, then you've already consented to going to the death camp because the test is your consent, and then the CDC claims it has authority to designate you a high-risk individual and take you to any death camp they want. If they didn't have nefarious um, aspirations, they would just confine you to your own home. Yeah, right. I mean, that's right. that's the easy thing to do. I mean, it's 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 not cost invasive to a damaged economy. You don't need enforcement officials to a great degree. And here they know they have a manpower shortage. That's why they got to go after the most compliant to be the guards. I also saw too that the, uh, I think it was the related FEMA document. Uh, it was. And the related FEMA document said that the guards will get preferential treatment. They'll get better food and they'll get more privileges. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. They're going to use food as an incentive or a weapon, you know, to, to reward or punish people. But most importantly, of course, they think that they're going to pull this off Australia style, where they're going to go door to door medically kidnapping people and throwing them into death camps because they are doing that in Australia, right? You've seen the videos. Yes of the prisoners in the so-called hotels and the police threatening, you know, if you don't obey, we're going to gas you, right? That, that went viral a few days ago. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the American people have not given up their Second Amendment, as the Australian people did effectively many years ago. So they're not going to be able to succeed with this door-to-door -door across America, especially in red states with governors like DeSantis and Abbott and others really pushing back hard. So my assessment is they're only going to be able to to really succeed with compliant populations. And that's blue cities. And that, you know, that's Democrats. They're they're the obedient ones. They're begging for more boosters. They'd probably love to go to death camps because they might tell themselves, oh, we're saving the planet, you know. But uh, there's not going to be a lot of real Americans that will be successfully rounded up and executed this way because they will they will resist. Yeah, if they came to my door, for example, um, I've got two friends here that would meet them at the door, and I'm not going. That's, I mean, yeah. that, I may have to choose my day to die, but I, you know, my death here would be more instantaneous and uh, a lot more humane. I'm not going under any circumstances. Right. Um, so that that's, and to me, I don't care what Biden does with uh, with gun legislation. I don't give a crap what he says now. Um, my guns aren't going anywhere. I mean, they may go into hiding, uh, but they're not going anywhere. And I look at, too, did you see the latest thing to try to get the guns out of our hands? Boston is experimenting with Soviet-style zoning regulations to ban gun stores. Oh, yeah, I did see that, right. They're attacking it at every level. Ammo bans, you know, the Russian ammo, Yeah. the e-commerce and uh, credit card processing bans, you know, banking and then, as you said, retail zoning. Absolutely. To me, I can't believe how brazen they're being with this. I did a, actually did a podcast on the, the zoning strategies. And not only did the Soviets use this to, well, they didn't have to worry about banning guns. They'd kill you if you had a gun. But they used that primarily to ban Christianity. They went after Christians hard by saying, no, you can't have your church here. can't have home worship here. This is uh, out of zoning. And that's what's coming, folks. Listen, they're going to regulate anything they want by zoning. This is the true unfolding of the communist government ruling over America. 
And, you know, Mike, I want to say this and get your reaction to this. Um, the audits have lost steam, not to you and me, but to the general public. And I'm going to be the first to admit it. I think that they, they have lost steam, but that's because people like Brnovich keep granting delays of execution of court subpoenas to Maricopa County auditor, uh, supervisors to surrender key evidence. And he, he now just gave them another 30 days. They're hoping that the public's interest will wane and they can get a right way with the crime of America. This is the number one crime ever perpetrated against America is this voter theft. But here's my position on this. And this is what I hope people listen to. The election was stolen because a virus came here and allowed changes in voting practices with ballots, uh, practices that should never have been done. And without that, it's doubtful they could even fudge the numbers enough to have Biden defeat Trump. And the Chinese were complicit because Trump was their enemy. Trump was standing them down. And so the Democrats were their partner. And the gain-of-function research from Fauci illustrates this partnership between China and the Democrats to, to basically take control of the country. The Constitution is now gone because of this. And, and now we look at and say all the crimes being committed, the force-mandated vaccines, the, uh, uh, what should have been an impeachable offense in Afghanistan uh, for this administration, not just Biden, but the whole administration should be gone for this. But this all flowed from the voter fraud, every mm -hmm. bit of it. Without the voter fraud, we wouldn't be in the position we're in today. And I think the way to reverse it is the voter fraud. But Mike, even if, and, and I'm not confident in the voter fraud results now, but I will say this, I'm confident that we can wake the public up by the exposure of this and the people who are perpetrating the cover-up. So let me ask you this question. Um, if the public rose up and demanded a change or a re-election or whatever corrective action, uh, not a promise that it won't happen again in 2022, but saying, no, no, it's not good enough. We're gonna have a corrective action. Um, how far will the Democrats go to keep that from happening? Uh, they will go all the way. They will, they would unleash nukes against America and to blame terrorists just to change the subject. There's nothing they won't do. But I, I believe the Democrats and the globalists have uh, miscalculated. I think they've they've miscalculated in the sense that that many of the things they are unleashing to try to cause chaos have gone way beyond what they could have anticipated because of the complexity of uh, the the of how things are are tied together in society. For example, you know they unleashed this COVID pandemic, they unleashed the lockdowns to help rig the elections. What they didn't anticipate was that 96% of Democrats would take the death shots, but only one out of two conservatives would take the death shots. So right there, they are mass murdering their own support base uh, in the blue cities. It's going to change the census. It's going to change uh, any election if they even allow another election. And this is why they have to have so many unvaccinated migrants marching across the border because they are the replacement forces for the Democrats that are being mass murdered by the vaccines. But they're, they're creating their own problems, even with the massive money printing and the stimulus money. They think they can print money forever because they actually believe in, you know, magical monetary theory, M <laughs> MMT, right? But what they're actually unleashing is a uh, fiat currency collapse that will destroy the swamp. Because once you lose the ability to print money and to have a globally recognized petrodollar, then you can no longer create 
uh, wealth out of nothing and use it to pay off and bribe the whole system that's keeping you in power. So my conclusion, Dave, is that America is going to go through a time of incredible suffering, incredible collapse. The cities will become death zones, and the Democrats will destroy themselves along with much of the country. But it is only through this process that the the typical American will actually wake up and realize what's happening, and then there will be a um, a commitment to rebuilding America like never before. So the, I'm prepared for this process to take place. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to be hell, and there will be many millions of people, maybe tens of millions, who won't survive it. That's clear. Do you think there will be collateral damage to a civil war? Uh, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I know there'll be a lot of starvation, disease, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of violence, uh, lawlessness. And I, I actually think that we're going to have regional areas like the Texas area where I am will have to declare its own sovereignty and function with its own money supply for some period of time. There might be a reunion of America, but in the in the short term, when the dollar collapses, any state that doesn't have its own currency will collapse. That's why they're all approving gold as currency, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah I've and noticed Texas that trend. has its own gold, you know, depository, and Texas will roll out its own uh, gold-backed currency. That, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of states now, like here in Arizona, there's a move right now. Wendy Rogers is part of this move to try to get crypto to be officially recognized as a medium right. of exchange. And uh, that make, what you just said makes absolute and perfect sense. Um, the other thing, though, that concerns me is um well it's actually two parts let's take the first part first the norfolk naval yard's been turned over to nato there's no reason for nato to have a base inside the united states not one reason and i think this story relates to the other one that paul preston broke to me but didn't have the details he just knew chinese across the border and they ended up in camp grayling and i know because i know an officer in the national guard for michigan and I've known him since Jade Helm. He sent me videos of war games where foreign troops were practicing to subjugate American soldiers. And I ran one of those videos again uh, last week on my website. And the Chinese spoke perfect English. And when this uh, officer showed up to try to investigate what was going on, he was turned away by plain-clothed Caucasians that were American, he assumed. But uh, the guards at the gate said that uh, the Chinese all spoke perfect English. That, to yeah. me, speaks to... FEMA camp regulation um, or and or gun confiscation door to door and I think foreign troops could come into Norfolk be directed by English speaking Chinese among others and the fun will be on for America I mean I don't know how do you see all this I'm sure you know about the Norfolk story yeah. um, and I'm sure now by now you've heard about the Chinese story at Camp Grayling um, what do you what do you see how do you see this coming about is this the foreign troops brought in by Biden to oppose any American military resistance to what they're doing? Well, I would have been very concerned about the response uh, up until, I mean, I see, I don't think the, the American governors and state legislatures and so on were sufficiently awake before the Afghanistan collapse fiasco took place. I think that was the pivot point that woke up a lot of people in the military, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of governors and so on. And now the vaccine mandates are the other big thing where you even have sort of mainstream conservative, even rhino conservative publishers and lawmakers who are pro-vaccine, 
but are saying this is crazy you can't force people to take the vaccine so what what has happened over the last several weeks is that i think the anti-biden resistance among governors and attorneys general too don't forget the ags have a tremendous amount of power uh you know across america they can even issue criminal indictments for people like fauci and and others and they can arrest them on site if they enter the state so now i think that biden has in effect lost it he's lost the war already because he's now proven himself to be such a tyrant that he has solidified resistance against the fake Biden regime even before the war begins. So however that civil war looks, whether it's enemy occupation or a Biden trying to declare the Insurrection Act and deploy the military against the people, whatever it looks like, I think he's already lost it. I think that's no good point. Has any trust. Yeah. But I think he's still going to try the foreign troop approach. I agree with you. I think he will try it. And and that's guess what? That's going to wake up more people. I mean, <laughs> the, the day's coming, Dave, where everything that you and I talked about, that the predictions are going to be your front page news, you know, foreign troops invading Arizona or Texas. Yeah. And it, it, talk about waking people up. Wow. Well, you're exactly right. Mexico is bifurcated now. I mean, I've got me good Mexican sources now. And the three northern states are all complicit with China and the cartels, their their, their allies. Um, in fact, uh, DeBaca, one of the governors, is under arrest indictment if he leaves his state. He only has immunity if he stays in his state. And so even Mexico's rising up. And the Mexican government under AMLO does not want anything to do with the Chinese. <laughs> and, yeah. and, I, and I think that's helpful. I, I respect that, but also, too, it could end up helping us. Um, should push come to shove. Uh, this is just, I mean, and folks, listen to me. Mike and I have covered a lot of territory here today, and you're probably, your head's probably spinning because we move so quickly. But the reality is this. <laughs> um, we only covered, I don't know, not even half of what we could have. And it's it's just so disheartening that, that uh, we are seeing such treason the other thing, uh, Mike, I don't know if you know this or not, and this will have to be kind of a quick answer, but I was told this by a flight attendant for American Airlines who was in Afghanistan when the uh, civilian planes were commandeered, and I also have a couple of sources that say it's true, and now Trump came out today and said it, and someone sent me the link, that uh, th these planes would take the Afghans out of Kabul, would land in Middle Eastern airports and offload their their people, and they would take on new people who were all 20s and 30s, male, no women, no children. They would bypass security at Dulles. They wouldn't do customs. Tucker Carlson even reported that much, and I think he knows what I know. They have brought in, what I've been told, 200,000 terrorists in this manner, and this is how they covered it. Are you aware of that? Well, I don't have any independent confirmation, uh, but I'm aware of your reporting on that, and it makes sense to me. I think that they are deliberately trying to bring in terror cells, which means they have a big plan coming up. You know, they're, they're going to launch major attacks probably on the, the U.S. infrastructure using terrorists that they've imported. And it's all going to be timed with these other things we've been talking about, probably financial collapse, you know, probably the, the, the CDC death camp roundups of, of uh, dissidents and so on. So people, you better get ready, get prepared, you know, keep your eyes open, watch your six. It, it's coming. Just quick answer on this. Um, I'm assuming you're taking defensive action based on the reports of us all being on the list. Uh, if I were to, I would not discuss them.
I don't, well, I don't expect you to. Um, I'll put it this way. I have taken steps, too, but I'm being very vague about anything I've done. But uh, I, I, I think all of us who could potentially be on the list. People called me today, Mike, and a lot of people, and they wanted to know, am I on the list? And I said, honestly, I couldn't see the entire list. But I would say, if you do what I do, then you need to be considered to be on the list. And, and the thing I'd say to American people... Uh, you think, well, thank God I don't do alternative media work. Well, wait a minute. If they're going to come and get us, who do you think is next? Yeah, right. Well, there was another list that was about 240-plus years ago, a list of so-called traitors who were betraying the King of England, and that's the list of our founding fathers. So sometimes <laughs> history says it's good to be on the right list. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Well, Mike, tell, tell us about your operation at Natural News. I know you said you had a... Um, you have labs and you've got the sophistication that the rest of us in the alternative media don't have to evaluate a lot of the things that you mentioned here today. But uh, talk about your operation, your broadcast endeavors, and so forth. Okay, well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, of course, naturalnews.com, people know that. Uh, Brighton.com is the free speech video platform. It's doing really well, gaining steam. We've managed to stay online despite all the DDoS attacks. And we've recently launched uh, Brighton.tv which is a broadcast network, and I hope to uh, see you on that network at some point when, whenever you have time. Not that any of us do right now, but uh, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll explore that later. No, listen, you can count me in. I, the, the position I'm in right now, I know I'm a marked man, con confirmed. Um, I need to talk about this as openly as I possibly can. In fact, I will tell you this. I've been told that some people inside Arizona government have said and I've been told this directly from someone who heard it. What are we going to do about the Hodges problem? Oh, really? Yeah, the yeah. Hodges and, and, and it's my reference to calling out representatives in our government who are either subservient to China, and it's all documented. Mike, let me just give you this as an example. Our governor made his fortune with Stoke Cold Creamery in Communist China. Not a crime. But he also prevented the Arizona State Senate from acting on a, um, um, a, a call for a special session to start the audit in December yeah. of last year. And he delayed it until after the certification vote. And when he was at the National Governors Association in 2017, in front of the cha Chamber of Commerce of China and also the governors, he said, it's really good that Arizona can give rare earth minerals to China for their military. And that's pretty close to a quote that's in the World wow. Tribune and the South China publication. So it's not like, gee, we think he said it. No, well, he said it. That's the end yeah. of the story. He said it. And he is a traitor to this republic when he made that statement. And that's just one. I could go through and I could name you six or seven top officials in government who have the same MO or they're funded by George Soros. Mike's uh, site can be found also, too, at naturalnews.com, newstarget.com. Uh, the best journalism is out there. Mike, we're out of time. My friend got to run, but thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Dave. Great Take job. Care.